You're listening to Mapleview Community Church Podcast. Besides that, I'm going to invite, uh, we're going we're gonna to bring uh, something different, do something different today. Spirit Onward is our theme for this month. It's the idea, it's the declaration that we are going somewhere. We are continually moving forward in our faith. We've just gone through some exciting week last week with uh, Pastor Terry here sharing about the need for inner healing to occur in our lives, spiritual trauma and different moments of time to be broken and, and able to move forward, not just forgiven, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we had two days, yet Friday night was great here. We had over 250 people here on Friday night. And then again yesterday morning where we were ministering and caring and, and really dealing with some spiritual issues. And the, the Spirit onward comes from a perspective of my perspective. I want our congregation to be whole in every every way possible. Because if we're to move forward and advance the kingdom of God, the spirit onward momentum, we're going to have to be, we have to be fit in every area of our life. And so this morning, uh, I've invited three special guests. Now, I know them all. They're followers of Christ, they love Jesus, and they have some special and unique gifts. Just like these children we dedicated, you're going to see their gifts come out as they grow older. Some of you are gifted and talented and functioning in areas of, of life in the world that, that you, you have an ability to touch many, many different people. And with the spirit of the living God in you, they do that. And so we don't often hear this kind of thing in church. I said it's going to be different. Well, you're going to be it's going to be different. So I want to invite, first I'm going to invite Allie Malott to come forward. She's going to, and by the way, you're sitting in different seats than you were. So Allie, would you come? Let me give her a brief bio and a description of Allie. And um, uh, I'll tell you what we're going to do just after that. Allie is, has been in pastoral ministry and counseling for the past 25 years. So she started when she was five years old then, right, Allie? Okay, yeah. Uh, 25. She has a private practice and is a registered psychotherapist focusing on trauma, grief, anxiety, depression, and is qualified to work with both individuals and couples. Allie has always found purpose in coming alongside people in their journeys, engaging with them, identifying their struggle, and providing a toolbox for them to achieve their desired goal of wholeness. Allie lives in Barrie with her husband, Paul. He's another pastor in town. I don't talk about Highway Pentecostal Church. It's down the street from us. But she's the pastor's wife of Paul, and they have four children. No, we love Highway. So welcome, Allie, to the platform this morning. Give her a little hand. Thank you. It's uh, also my privilege to invite Dr. Karen Snow to the platform. Doctor, come forward. Uh, she, yes, Dr. Karen Snow is a licensed and registered naturopathic doctor in Thornton and Cookstown, Ontario. After receiving a Bachelor of Science degree in the Biological Science from the University of Guelph, she went on to pursue her passion for health and preventative medicine at the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine. Karen operates a general family practice at Thornton and Cookstown. She is passionate about teaching her patients to optimize their health through individualized treatment plans that address the root cause of health condition. Naturopathic medicine sees the body as a whole, not as individual parts, and addresses the whole person with the ultimate goal of improving uh, health and preventing disease. I like that, preventing disease. She considers it a privilege to support the community on their health journey. So welcome, Dr. Stowe. Thank you. I'm going to call her Karen. That's how I know her. I mean, she's all right with that. I mean, uh, thank you, Karen, for allowing And then finally, and not least, we need some kind of male representation today at some point. So Rory Allen's going to come. Yeah. 
Rory Allen is a fitness professional with over 20 years of experience in the field. He is founder of Kinetics Conditioning Studio and holds a bachelor's in church ministry as well as a master's of science of kinesiology. Roy believes that God has infused his calling to share the gospel through a unique gifting in fitness and nutrition to serve the church and unchurched alike. He is passionate about educated and educating individuals about their health and spiritual benefits of fasting as a lifestyle. Roy has been married to his high school sweetheart, Denisha, for 19 years and is kept on his toes by his two amazing sons, Jordan, 16, and Joshua, 9. So again, give them a warm welcome this morning. Thank you for joining us. And just so that I don't forget, they are going to be uh, coming back at 6 o'clock tonight, and we're going to be having a panel discussion and trying to do all we can to answer any questions that you might have regarding any of these particular fields. Now, this is important to me, and I've been planning this uh, probably for many, many months when I first uh, uh, mentioned it to uh, Dr. Snow, Karen and then uh, Ali, and then Rory. And so I've been thinking about this day for quite some time, and I want it to be an impact moment in the church. Because when we are whole in body, soul, and spirit, that's when we are able to advance the kingdom most effectively and most productively. And so this is a unique component of our Christian lives that sometimes gets neglected in the totality of our faith. Now, I know we do a lot of things individually to maybe uh, address some of the issues that they're going to talk about, but sometimes it's not before the body of Christ in general. So, so bear with me. It's a unique service, but I think it's part of the whole. It's a big picture. And so I'm going to begin with Allie, and I just want her to share a few thoughts about what it is that uh, she does, and we're going to go down the line. So Allie. Thank you. Um... So my purpose is, is I look after the psychological health of people. So when I think about that, I think about um, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, because all three of those things need to be in rhythm to be healthy. So it's not one without the other, it's all three. And so for me, um, that is my goal, is to address people's psychological issues and to be able to give them tools and um, coping skills to help them with whatever they're facing in their life. So we also understand that um, part of emotional health is to be able to identify our emotions. And a lot of us really struggle at identifying our emotions. And we understand that if we can't identify our emotions, then we can't process our emotions. And if we can't process our emotions, we get emotionally stuck. And that is when things like feeling overwhelmed, that is when stress actually shows up physically, which, which, which uh, Dr. Snow and Rory will talk about. But that is when those things happen, that when we don't process, it will begin to process us. So I like to say that um, we can be preventative in this by being able to find a safe space to talk about our issues. We all have issues. And so having somebody to talk about it, to gain some understanding, maybe the why, and then being preventative with that. The soul, I like to think of the soul, body, soul, and spirit. Soul is made of mind, will, and emotions for me. That's how I clarify. And so the emotions is part of our life. 
it's, it's, it, they don't need to be suppressed. They need to be understood and, and, and functioning well. And so Allie deals with some of them, and I'm glad to have her here. Uh, I think of Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, and this is kind of that body, soul, spirit, and emotions. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, it is, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And so often I've discovered in the course of ministry in our own body that it's hard to think of the praiseworthy things when you're being bombarded and, and crushed by all the other emotional baggage that comes into your life through social media, through all kinds of different means and uh, ways. And so I want to be the one that's thinking about the praiseworthy things, even when it doesn't look great happening around me. So this really connects, in my opinion, with what Allie does. Uh, uh, Dr. Snow, Karen, I'm going to, I want to call you Dr. Snow, but I'm going to call you Karen. Uh, call you Karen. Karen, share a little bit about your expert field of expertise and, and how you got to be where you are and what you're doing. Yeah. So naturopathic doctors are primary healthcare providers that we work um, for whole body, whole person well-being. Um, we work to identify the root cause of health concerns that people are experiencing and then create an individualized plan to support someone on their health journey. So an example of this would be if someone comes in to see a naturopath with eczema through a full comprehensive assessment of someone's overall health, uh, we might learn that it's actually in connection to a certain food that might be causing inflammation and then that's presenting on the skin. Or we might learn that there's a nutritional deficiency that might be impacting someone's um, ability to support their moisture barrier of their skin. Or we might learn that there is a significant stressful event around the time or around, around the time where the skin condition showed up, and then we work on addressing like stress management strategies um, to support someone's overall health. So it's not seeing the individual symptoms, but assessing a whole person um, in order to be able to best support the body to help itself um, feel well. So I, I wanna stress this because for she is a doctor. She can... Uh, I've taken my blood work to her. She can review that. She is a bona fide doctor. So a naturopath, you might have to know. Karen is a doctor. She can help, assist, and encourage you becoming healthy and strong. That's what naturopaths do. They're not, not a doctor. They are really. And I want to stress that because there's lots of different thoughts out there. But uh, I find Karen just a delightful person. I've seen her myself. She's very encouraging and has, uh, can assist. We're going to talk a little bit more. Finally, though, the man of no mercy. <laughs> now, I say that in context because he has no mercy. I see Rory about twice a week for half an hour, and he comes and says, Jay, no mercy for you today. And he makes me, and, I, and, and you know, he'll go through his mantra when I'm trying to lift a weight or something. He, it sounds as if he's doing it with me. He's, Jay, you could do it. You know, and, I, and I'm, somehow it motivates me to try to get that one. I go, Rory, you're not even doing anything. You're just grunting with me, you know? Uh, but, but Rory, uh, an amazing man, amazing follower of Jesus, tell us and explain to us a little bit about uh, your area of expertise. All right, thank you, Pastor Jay. <laughs> uh, so really, I see my role as helping my clients to live a healthier lifestyle. I think a lot of times you can get stuck with life uh, in terms of, I hear this all the time from my clients. 
Rory, when I was 19, when I was 21, I was like a beanpole. And then over the years, now I'm 60, 100 pounds heavier. And I tell them, it's literally five pounds a year consistently. You think five pounds a year times 10, that's where you're now 50 pounds heavier. So really what I try to do is have my clients change your life through strength training and I'm really big on encouraging my clients to get on a fasting protocol because then we spend so much time sitting and we spend so much time eating and those are the enemies. So yes, we eat to sustain life, but if we're always eating and we're always snacking, then that weight kind of comes on us. And if we're always sitting, our bodies tend to just get weaker and weaker and weaker. So from the age of 30 until 40, the average 30-year-old will lose 1% to 3% of muscle for that 10 years, depending on how sedentary they are. So when you get to age 40, then it bumps up. It moves from 3 to 8%. So if you're, say, commuting to work for 30 minutes or an hour, and then from that commute, you're coming out of your car and you're sitting at a desk for another 8 hours, then you jump back in the car, you get home, you sit on the couch, guess what, that becomes a pattern. So we're trying to break those patterns and we're saying, hey, if you learn the life skill of how to strengthen your body, once you get there, you won't wanna go in the other direction, right? So we're just trying to empower our clients to get on it and stay on it. So again, because I'm familiar with what Rory does a little bit, this is for everybody, this is for every age. And he, 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 you're, it's age specific. It's, it's not about muscle, build, like uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, just getting big muscles to impress everybody. It's about strengthening your bones, strengthening your heart, strengthening those areas that help you move forward to spirit onward. All of these three uh, professionals here connect to their spirit onward about advancing the kingdom. When you're healthy and strong in your mind and in your eating and your habits and your all those and in your body, then you're able to move forward and do whatever God wants. Once all of a sudden you kind of let go of these things, um, stuff starts to not work and you, you really can get out of focus even in fixing your eyes on Jesus. It becomes more difficult. So Ali, explain again, what, what would be some of the major things that you would see that need to be, you know, maybe shared yeah, at least yeah i think that we need to understand that our thoughts impact our feelings which actually determine our behavior and so if you're somebody that naturally lands on negative thoughts guess what you have negative feelings negative behaviors and that's when we find ourselves like in trouble emotionally and so I think it's really important to understand that, be attuned with our body, understand, question, pause. I know that's not a thing that we like to do in our society. Pause, take a deep breath. What do I need in this moment? How do I need to adjust how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, what I'm doing in this moment? Because the other thing that we understand is that we all have a level of stress and God has created us with a level of anxiety. That's actually a really important um, part of us because that's what causes us to jump out of the way of a moving car coming at us, right? Like we need that anxiety. But if we allow that anxiety to start 
determining our behavior, we live in this anxious space. And when we live in anxiety, it impacts all aspects of our lives. So being able to be attuned, what do I need? Pausing, taking that breath, I think is so important because of um, our stress, our anxieties, our emotion, it's gonna go somewhere in our body. And we need to address that. It's gonna show, if we don't process it, it's gonna show up. And that's where Karen would see that in her practice of people it coming out in different ways, so. A follow up with that, Karen, does that actually occur? Like, will you see physical challenges happening because of emotional and stressful moments? Absolutely. And that's been really amplified in the past few years sure. in my practice where it's stress has shown up for everybody in a much higher level um, for varying circumstances. Um, but I've seen stress express itself in many different unique ways. Some people literally will have pain down their left arm and think they're having a heart attack, have all the assessments, and then in, in reality, they're feeling really overwhelmed, really stressed, and it was presenting in that way, or chronic tension headaches, or digestive issues, um, sleep disturbances, and then all of these things uh, get layered, and we can get distracted by our body when the root cause is a lot of stress that we're experiencing then it changes our behaviors, like you'd shared too. It changes our behaviors and our stress behaviors then kind of amplify their own issues if we're not sleeping properly or we're not eating in the way that we normally or we're not socially connecting with people in the way that we would have before with the higher stress levels. Take it one more. What would a naturopathic doctor do to help assist in some of those situations? Yeah, if, if stress is kind of the, the root issue, then we'd look at some practical strategies to help support stress management, um, and then talk through some just basic lifestyle strategies to help get everything regulated. So if eating is all out of whack as a result to stress, then we would discuss, uh, let's make sure for baseline, you're getting some protein with every meal so that your blood sugar levels are level and stable and you're not going up and down all day. Um, if you're over caffeinating, then we might cut back on some caffeine to reduce the extra kind of stress response that might happen in the body. Or talk through some different sleep hygiene strategies um, to make sure that we're optimizing good quality sleep. So an example of that would be half an hour before going to bed, turning off all electronics just to optimize your natural circadian rhythm and support uh, your natural melatonin production, uh, making sure you're not eating uh, just before, a couple hours before bed so that your blood sugar levels are level. And then just having a nice, uh, like kind of a wind down, relaxing half hour before bed to support yourself for great sleep. Perfect. You know, um, those things, if you begin to understand, like God created us as this absolutely functioning, incredible machine. Uh, our minds are better than constructed than any computer, although AI might be uh, being able to do stuff that we can't do. And, but, but our bodies are this unique, interactive uh, machine. And all of these things connect. And sometimes we don't, you know, we're looking for spiritual breakthrough, but it really is, we need to get some more rest at time in order to receive that spiritual breakthrough. There's those things. So uh, this is vital 
for you to understand. R- Rory, how does that fit into what you do? Like you, you have told me that as you age, you're needing to, uh, you, you know, build more muscle in order to function better, like getting up out of a chair. Like some of you go, that's ah, easy. Yeah, wait till you're 75 and, and have eaten too much. You know, uh, you know, some of those things. And, and you've said, Jay, that exercise should be for the older people because the younger people already have it. But the older people, somewhere along the line, as we age, we think we don't do exercise anymore. We don't exercise. It's like we do a calisthenics all through junior high and high school and for sports. And then we go, oh, I'm done that. But it's important to keep moving, isn't it? Oh, for sure. So it's actually quite opposite of what's happening. So if we were, if anyone were to go to your local gym uh, right here in Barry, you'd notice you'd be seeing a lot of young people, uh, teenagers, people in their 20s, when actually it's the opposite. So the older we get, gym should be filled with middle age. It should still be filled with the young, but it should be filled with middle age and older. So when I started, I started to strength train as a 17-year-old kid because I was very overweight and kind of wanted to change my lifestyle because I knew I wasn't very athletic and I wanted a change. But anyways, I remember getting down and the first time I tried a push-up, I couldn't do one push-up. So the cool thing about strength training that I love is you can have a 60-year-old guy who can do 30 plus push-ups while you can have the 17 year old kid who can't do one push-up so you can get stronger even though you are older and a lot of times we get stuck and we say man like my body is in pain I have this injury where the heck do I start but that's a lie from the enemy because then you want to start where you're at because as you get stronger that pain goes, it might not go 100%, but think, if your body is in chronic pain, say you're at a level 10, what if you put in the time in and trying to get your body stronger, you can get that down to a two or a three. It would be so worth it, because then, if you're stronger, if you're in less pain, you can serve your family better, you can serve in ministry better, so when you're doing it, you're actually doing it to equip yourself for life. I've been going to Rory for, uh, since probably around March when I decided coming back from my sabbatical saying, I got to change some things. I, I need to, I, I want to be healthy and strong when I'm 70. I'm now 60 and I want to be healthy. So I started doing that and he started me doing push-ups. He was no mercy. It's like, right, I'm an old guy. You know, and sometimes I think we use age as an excuse not to do anything, and 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 we ought not to. We ought not to. We need to keep moving forward little by little. And so wherever you're at, right, wherever you're at, you can do something, and and it's all age appropriate. So it's not like it's not bodybuilding. That was the word I was looking for before. Strength training and bodybuilding are two different things. Now, uh, so so we want to. I want to be healthy and strong in body, soul, and spirit here. Everything. I want you to consider some of the things they're saying. What's one thing you would want everybody to know here, Allie, what, in the area of mental health and, in the, and what's going on out there? Yeah, sometimes I think we normalize 
internalize just how we're feeling because sometimes it's hard to address it because it's hard, right? So if we just normalize it and we just think, oh, this is who I am, I don't need to deal with it. And what a lie from the enemy, right? Like to normalize and to just kind of box yourself in to live status quo. And I think that um, being able to um, recognize that you are the one that gets to make the choice as to how you're gonna feel, whether it's emotional health, whether it's with Karen or Rory, like you get to choose. You are empowered to choose. But one thing I think that, um, I don't know if you watched the news this week, but like it came out that Toronto is the loneliest city in Canada out of the pandemic, we're recognizing that. It's why suicides are high, it's why people are feeling isolated and lonely, and I think that when we feel lonely and when we don't have community, that that actually impacts how we feel about ourselves. it impacts our emotional health. So I think one thing that's, there's three things I wanna leave with you. One is stay in community. You need, you need community, we weren't designed to be lone rangers, to be alone. You are designed to be in community. And even if you're an introvert, you are designed to be in community. Um, and so whether that's getting plugged into a small group here, like what, you gotta do something to stay in community. And I would encourage you to be in a small group because that spiritual component and accountability that happens in a small group and to be able to do life together. So that would be one thing. Two would be to stay active. There's so much studies to show that when we are physically active, it actually changes the brain chemistry of how we feel. So staying active is so important. And then the third one, and Karen's already talked about it, is sleep. We need an average of seven to nine hours of sleep a night to be functional. That would be our optimal functionality. And so when we're not sleeping, we're actually cognitively impaired. When we're cognitively impaired, we struggle to make decisions. We struggle to respond appropriately. Like it impacts all areas of our life. So stay in community, stay active and sleep well. Karen, what would you say to everybody? What's important uh, for them to know? Yeah, I love the overlap of what we do because my top three are sleep and movement too. And then the third is just small changes can make a big difference. Um, eating more whole foods in your diet and reducing more processed foods can make a, a make a big change in terms of how we feel too. How we, our brain is connected to our digestive tract. There's a two-way communication. Cells in our digestive tract communicate to our brain and our brain communicates to our digestive tract. When we feed our body whole foods as we're designed to consume, it helps all of the chemical pathways like optimally function. So small changes, um, eating more whole foods. So somebody who's growing up eating McDonald's and cookies, uh, that was a challenge. <laughs> uh, but uh, at some point in life, you have to make the choices. You have to make the tough choices, the changes. You ha like, like just don't think that instantly everything's gonna be better. I, I'm, I, the reason they're here is I wanna encourage you to think about making some of those earlier than that 60. Rory, what would you say is uh, the last thing you'd like to say? I would say at some point you just have to get over the excuses uh, 
you know, it's so easy to give yourself an excuse. I remember uh, my neighbor, she probably gave me the best excuse I've heard. She said to me, Rory, I want to come see you, but I have to lose weight first. And I'm like, no. <laughs> you, 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 you have to come. So we have a responsibility. I remember, so I grew up, I'm Jamaican, so I grew up in Jamaica. So I remember being a boy, and at that time on the street, there were a lot of breaking. So the house in front of me was broken into. The house to the side of me was broken into. The house on the opposite side was broken into. The house behind me was broken into. So I remember being scared as a boy. So what you do when you're scared and you believe in Jesus, you pray. So I prayed and I asked the Lord every single night I would never forget. Lord, please protect our home. But with that, you know what you do too? You go outside and you make sure the grill and the doors are locked. So as believers, yes, we pray for our health, but we have a responsibility to do. We can't, we can't just keep making excuses. At some point, you have to say, you know what? I'm going to do something about this. Yes, you pray, but you have a responsibility too to do. And also, I would say, so we all have body fat, right? Uh, it, it, it's, it's very important for the function of our life too, but we have to manage our body fat. So if you plan to sit, you should plan to move, and you should plan to move more than you sit. Same thing with your eating. If you're going to eat, you should plan to fast because the only way you're going to tap in to that body fat is by moving, right, and also making sure that you're fasting. In other words, eating, but, but at the same time, you want to give yourself enough time to get that food used up. Is that, this is good stuff. And you get, yeah, 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 I mean, I appreciate what they're, they're saying. Um, I've been to Karen many times, different times, and like she is just a voice of reason and speaking truth into my heart. Uh, some things you don't want to hear. I was diagnosed as pre-diabetic. And I thought, well, that gives me some concern. I don't even, and then I called a friend. He said, Jay, everybody's pre-diabetic. Uh, that gave me some relief. But I still went to see Karen. <laughs> I, I went to see Karen. And she gave me some suggestions on how to uh, uh, monitor that, watch that, and maybe and even reverse some of those things, depending. And then going to see Rory, <coughs> I realized that I wasn't as fit and as marathon-like person that I thought I was. Uh, but over the last number of months, you know, I've been able to do uh, learn to do sit or push-ups now, and I do more push-ups now than I did probably when I was 40. Um, and uh, I won't tell you how many I do, unless you come back tonight. Maybe I'll show you some. I don't know. Uh, that was the challenge in the morning service. But um, so thank you. Uh, listen, how many of you would be th would think about coming back tonight and asking questions? I just want to get like from six o'clock to seven o'clock, one hour. We're going to be with them. They're going to be able to answer some of your questions that you might have. I really value each and every one of their ministries, and it is ministry. It's life lessons. It's affecting us, and it's uh, empowering us. Uh, our temples, the te our body, it, the Bible says, is a, the temple of the Holy Spirit, which we've talked about the Holy Spirit the last couple of weeks, the Holy Spirit. So we want to have a temple ready to move forward, spirit onward, whenever 
It is God calls us wherever he takes us. I want to be doing missions. I want to be traveling. I want to do different things as you get older. I want to be strong for the congregation and and be purposed and directive. And I want everybody here to have that opportunity and and to listen. And so you follow, you you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit regarding some of the choices you're making. And, And somewhere along the line, maybe something they've said would encourage you to think through some of the direction that you're doing. Let's be ready for what God wants. We don't, the, the days are short. People say that. And, and so you want to be fit and ready and prepared the best you can to move forward into the things God has called you. And so that's why this is a spiritual moment. It may not look like it as much as some services, but it's very, very foundational and fundamental that we consider some of these things. So with that, give them a hand for being here. Uh, they got, appreciate them. You're listening to Maple View Community Church Podcast. Mm-hmm.